Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Take Point on Retirement with your host, Eric Arnett. Eric is a fiduciary and licensed financial advisor who always places your needs first. The experienced team at TakePoint Wealth Management takes pride in knowing they've helped so many pursue the financial future of their dreams, and they can help you too. And now, let's start the show. Here's Eric Arnett. And welcome to Take Point on Retirement. I'm Sam Davis, joined by Eric Arnett and Randy Woodruffs over there in Tampa, Florida as well. How are you gentlemen doing this morning? Hey, good morning, Sam. Good morning, Sam. Happy uh, weekend. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, we got a long holiday weekend. Everybody out there on the nature coast and then in the Tampa Bay area, hopefully enjoying a holiday weekend with uh, family and friends. We definitely want to acknowledge Memorial Day weekend off the jump here. Um, Eric, we know that uh, Take Point Wealth Management, it's a veteran-owned business. We know your background, and we know how much you care about veterans and, and first responders. So um, your thoughts as we enter Memorial Day weekend 2022? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great to get together with family and picnic and barbecue and have a good time. And and that's the reason that our military, our first responders have sacrificed so much over the years from from the very beginning of our country, right? So let's keep in mind why we're here and why we're able to enjoy this lovely weekend. And Take Point Wealth Management is always near and has first responders and military near and dear to their heart. Uh, I was also six years active duty combat disabled veteran myself. And uh, so a lot of a lot of heroes that never came home. And so my shout goes out to all of their families and loved ones. And let's just kind of pause and, 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 and think about them a bit and remember exactly why we're here and, and how we're here and, and be blessed that we're in such a, an awesome country. You know, we really are. Absolutely. And that kind of whole feeling and that passion goes back to why you named your company Take Point Wealth Management, right? Yeah. So we struggled for a long time with naming the company, Randy and I. And, uh, you know, it's a local branding name. And I wanted it to, uh, you know, we, I mean, we came up with a hundred different names and, and I was laying in bed and, you know, trying to think of something that I could tie my military service in and as well as speak to first responders and veterans through a marketing name. So I, I was sitting there and I was just, it just kind of came to me as a financial advisor, as a retirement planner, as a you know, financial planner for clients, no matter where they are in life, whether they're in the beginning, whether they're in the middle or even close to retirement and retirement more than ever today, it's so, so difficult and so confusing out there for folks. They don't know where to turn, don't know who to trust and may or may not have, even have a, a plan in place. And so when we were in the military, a soldier typically when you went out on a mission had to stand up and, 
and take the lead or take point. We call it, Hey man, you got to take point. And so, you know, or you got to get up there on the observation. We call it the, the OP, you know, observation point. You get up there and sit up there and watch all night over us while we sleep. <laughs> I remember this uh, one time. It was kind of crazy when I was in uh, Bosnia. We got this mission and it was kind of a late night mission. We were woke up and alerted and we had to jump on our Humvees and head out. And we get there and basically our mission was to sit up on a hill and watch over this village and watch over the special forces guys who was trying to get some sleep, the Delta force guys in their apartments. <laughs> so we were, you know, taking point, taking lead, observing, protecting them. And, you know, I, th I just kind of thought it was a cool analogy. We need to step up as advisors today, take point and lead our retirees to and through retirement. So that's kind of how it all came together. But uh, I wanted to honor the military. I wanted to honor, honor my service as well as all my fellow comrades and soldier buddies out there and all our first response. So that's why that's why we named it Take Point. Yeah, it's a fantastic name. You know, with all the important things in life, health, wealth, family matters, it's important to have somebody who can stand up and be that leader, whether it's, you know, your doctor or your financial advisor or, you know, the the man of the house that's that's making sure the family is taken care of and, and provided for or for those single moms out there where it's the the woman of the house that's making all the decisions. You know, you need to have someone to take point. And we're going to talk about the importance of having a plan today. But we've also got a special treat on the show today. Nancy Lopez is going to join the show, the uh, Hall of Famer. And uh, we spoke to her for almost 15 minutes, and we're going to play that at the bottom of the hour off the top of uh, segment two. We talked to her just a few days ago. And Eric, you want to tease the folks a little bit and tell them what they're going to expect? Yeah, just super cool, super fun. We had an opportunity to, to have Nancy on the show, and so we jumped on it. And, you know, she's just a legend, just a super great, super wonderful woman, still out there active in her retirement, living an active retirement but also had some really great financial advice and things that she um, adhered to throughout her career and even now into retirement as she has a very active uh, working retirement and just truly still enjoying everything she is doing, uh, still out there actively with the LPGA promoting that and helping on that tour. And she's just, you know, a great, great lady, superwoman, and we're so blessed to have her on the show. And and uh, I think it's it'll be exciting to to listen to her and kind of her her perspectives for sure. Absolutely, and so stay tuned for Nancy Lopez and her interview uh, with Eric Arnett at the bottom of the hour. But until then, Eric, I know that you and Randy have been getting a lot of calls regarding real estate. You know, Florida is up at the top of the list of you know really real estate values have been skyrocketing across the whole country, but Florida is one of those places so desirable to live because of the weather, all of the amenities, the nature, things to do, um, prices are going up. So what kind of questions are you getting, Eric, and, and what sort of guidance can you offer the listeners? Yeah, so we're getting a lot of calls, a lot of emails, a lot of inquiries, not only from our existing clients, but also from you know folks out there listening to the show and the podcast. And you know, people are, are have the ability to go right to our website, take takepointonretirement.com, which is our podcast site, or then go to our website, takepointwealthmanagement.com. You can just sit there and Google it right on your phone. It'll pop up and you can click on a, a chat session there and, and, and request, you know, 20, 30 minute chat with us through our calendar. And we're happy to get on the phone with you and chit chat. 
but we're beginning a lot of that. And, and, you know, it's, it's a very common question is coming to the table. I've got this massive amount of accumulation in my investment properties, not only my primary home, which we're not even going to discuss here, but my investment properties, you know, have tripled, have doubled. I mean, I was talking to a guy the other day, he paid 55,000 for uh, an investment condo and, and it's worth like 250 now. So that's four times, you know, so we've seen a massive amount of growth here in Florida and even probably outpacing the national averages. Not, I'm not going to get into all the different dynamics as to why we think that the prices move so rapidly here. Uh, and, but the, you know, the, the question that folks are, are, are asking themselves, and it's such a difficult one to answer really and is you know do i sell here and do i pay the capital gains and do i reinvest in something else and you know i just there's a every person and every individual is different so let me stress that first and foremost but i just want to try to hit this from a broad perspective and you know we'd love to work through that with you so give us a call or reach out to us and we'll actually devise a plan for you and see if it makes sense for you to to, to take action at this point but bottom line is, you know, if you've had this incredible amount of appreciation and growth in any asset class, I don't care what it is, you know, you really got to start thinking about, you know, to yourself, does it make sense to take profit here? And I think it does. I'm kind of making a market call here. You know, prices may continue to rise in real estate, um, but, you know, you can't look a gift horse in the mouth. You've had a massive appreciation in real estate, capital gains taxes at a historically all-time low. And I'm going to let the tax man and the real estate man chime in here in a second. But, um, you know, you can sell your property, pay taxes, and then you can reinvest that now in markets. When I say, you know, stock market, equity markets, value markets, growth markets, commodity markets, you can build a diversified portfolio, a really good, sound, diversified portfolio and take advantage of stock market prices that are that are really getting beat up here. The average stock, you know, 60, 70% of the stocks on the NASDAQ, over 60, 70% of the stocks on the S&P 500 are down 20, 30% or more. So, you know, this is offering a great opportunity to, what do we always talk about? I mean, it's just basic, you know, it's not rocket science. It's, you know, you want to sell high and buy low and you're never going to be able to time it perfectly. So, you know, even if you sold your real estate and, you know, it went up another 10% next year. Well, don't kick yourself because think about what you just already, you just made three or 400%. So, you know, let's not cry over spilled milk, but, you know, but we have to sit, you have to sit down with us, the experts. Randy Woodruff is a CPA. He's here with us now. He's a tax advisor. He's also a licensed real estate agent. He owns, manages corporate properties, residential properties. He builds homes. So I'm going to let him chime in here and, 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 and give his opinion, but, you know, I strongly feel that if, if you have purchased these properties as an investment property, you know, it's time, it's time to sell. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why, and I don't want to go into all of the details, but there's some signs that are picking up. And I have some concerns, you know, about mass purchases by private equity companies, hedge funds, and all these things. And they're starting to put their, those properties on the market. So we may see that markets all of a sudden get flooded with inventory. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I think it's a good time to sell and look at readjusting, rebalancing. Because even if you had a regular portfolio with me and one part of the portfolio just appreciated by two, three, four hundred percent, 
we're going to sell that and rebalance that and go into asset classes that aren't that appreciated. And so it's about rebalancing and it's about having a plan. Um, the difference is, you know, if, if, if you have these properties and they're producing income for you and you need the income to live on, and that was kind of your plan from the beginning, you're an income shopper or you're building income for retirement with these properties, that's a little bit different question to answer. Um, and we, we'd love to go into that with you as well. Be, but, you know, um, you know, everybody has to have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, you're just kind of winging it, then let's get in and really put together a concrete plan. And with that being said, I just kind of want to, Randy, what are some of your um, opinions on this? You said something about three or four minutes ago as you were speaking that every person's situation is different. And that is just so true. And to your point, we try to build a customized plan for you, a retirement plan, an investment plan for you that that fits where you're at in, in, in your life. And so with the real estate market right now, we've seen. And I'm going to speak about, you know, the greater Tampa Bay area, Florida. You know, we've seen a, a tremendous increase in value um, compared to most of the rest of the country. We've had a big influx of residents. Um, I, in my opinion, just driving around, I think there's quite a few people living here that aren't really officially accounted for, meaning they're living with family, they're living with friends until they can find a place to buy. Um, it, it's we've all heard. Um, stories, you know, of a family, a, a friend, a colleague, they put their house on the market and within 24 or 48 hours, they've got 20, 30, 40, 50 offers. Well, these offers are great offers, you know, huge down, huge down payments, all cash offers at or above asking price. And um, that's really had an impact on, on the overall market here. And it hasn't been just, you know, the last year or two, we, we really, um, you know, Tampa coming out of the Great Recession, probably starting in 14, 15, really be, really started to take off in terms of real estate values and just economic growth here in the area. So and here again, economic growth has impacted you know the real estate market here for sure. We're, we're, you, you drive down in North Tampa, other areas of the Tampa area, just construction going on, Wesley Chapel area is just booming. And, um, and so all that's having an imp impact on real estate prices. So... So the question is, do I sell? You know, should I should I sell? Uh, is now now the time to get out? And you know, and whether you're in, in the real estate market, whether you're in the financial markets, you know, we all talk about don't try and time the market. Put a good plan together and execute that plan, and and don't try to you know sell at the super super high or get in at the, at the bottom. You know, just look at the trends, look at what's going on around you, and 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 not just going on around you today, but also think about what's happening in the future. What are the signs today indicate what be what may be happening in the future? And so what we're hearing is is that over time here in Florida, real estate prices are going to begin to cool off. Doesn't mean they're going to going to going to going to um, we're going to see a reduction in prices, but these these significant increases, year over year increases, are going to begin to taper off. We're seeing interest rates start to rise. Um, I've talked to some of my my builder friends that are in the construction industry, and they are seeing a, a reduced amount of traffic in their model centers. Does it mean that here again? Does it mean that things are falling off? We're also going into the summer season, which now kids are out of school and and we're on vacation. So you know, don't don't. Don't just look at one factor of, hey, model traffic is going down. Things are going the wrong way. No, we're in, in, the summer, in the summer vacation season. I saw a headline yesterday. It said home sales have uh, retracted by 17%. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that values have changed. It, but, but the sales of homes has slowed down a bit. 
I saw that article too. And you, to your point, yes, it does not mean that values have gone down. It just means new home sales have declined. And that's just for one month. And as we all know, whether it be in the real estate market or the financial markets, one month doesn't make a trend, but it's worth noting. And here again, I think part of that has to do with the summer, um, you know, getting into the summer, kids out of school, families on vacation. Um, I talked to a, a couple of builder friends and, and they mentioned over the last couple of years, they've seen the same trend and we get into the fall and the model center is full again. So, um, but here again, I think overall here in the Tampa Bay area, uh, we have seen a huge increase in, in values over the last five to seven years, especially the last two years. And if you are overweighted in real estate in your overall portfolio, uh, that may be a good time to think about selling off some of those um, assets, depending on what they are. I've talked to clients, some clients are getting up there in years and no longer want to manage rental real estate, rental real estate. If you got a great tenant, it's great. If you get a bad tenant, it can be really expensive to get them out, the loss mm. of income, and then all the repairs you have to do. So, so sometimes, you know, as we age, we need to be thinking about the kinds of assets that we have and are we able to manage them? And that's what we're talking to clients about quite a bit. When you, you're, you're doing a lot of tax returns and you work with a lot of clients that own real estate as an investment and or you know sources of income for them in retirement not to put you on the spot and just in general numbers but you know typically what is what would you consider a good net net you know in other words i have a five hundred thousand dollar property that's valued at five hundred thousand um you know am i is six percent net net after all expenses you pay your taxes every year you're your, uh, you know, what do you, what, what do you, what do you see as some of the averages? Cause you work with a lot of folks and you know, what's, what's, what's that sweet spot? Like what are people really kind of netting after all of that? Great question. You know, there it's uh, and I, I see it kind of all over the board. It also depends upon the type of property that they have. You know, um, we've seen residential rents just climb rapidly over the last two or three years. And so the nets can be, you know, and you say net, net, triple net. Yeah. You know, after, after appreciation, not not after appreciation, but after taxes, after insurance, you know, we're seeing in excess of 10% consistently. And even, you know, sometimes greater than that, depending upon, you know, the, the property, you know, sometimes properties are in a very desirable location. And so maybe someone bought that property 20, 30 years ago, and it's still in a desirable location. And so they're, 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 cost in the property, their basis in the property is very, very low. So the amount of money they're making on their investment is significant. Um, what we have seen, over the last two or three years is with commercial properties, especially in, in high traffic areas, high retail areas, the cap rate or capitalization rates have gone down significantly. So not to get too deep in the weeds, but when cap rates go down, that means the cost of the property goes up. And so what's happening is, you know, the these big hedge funds, these big pension funds are looking for safety, meaning they're looking for some place to park their money so they have good, consistent returns. As we've talked on this show time and time again, we've been talking about people talking to people about getting out of bond portfolios and getting to shift their their those they were with that good, consistent, safe, guaranteed income into other asset classes. And some of these pension funds have done just that. They're looking into real estate, good pieces of commercial real estate with credit, national credit tenants that provide you know, a good, steady uh, source of cash. That has driven down um, the cap rates, which has driven up the cost of commercial real estate. Now that we're seeing interest rates start to climb, where we're hearing the cap rates are going to start going up, which means the price of com or commercial real estate could be going down or should be going down. So all these things, you know, even, even though we think uh, real estate as a market, 
or the or the S&P or the NASDAQ as a market, all these markets, you know, different markets all still interact together. And that's why it's good to talk to professionals like Eric and I who understand these different markets and how they all interact together and how when something's happening in one market, what impact is it going to have in another market? And then we can help balance your portfolio so you can not experience these big ups and downs or whipsaw effects in your portfolio and your income streams. So am I right in saying that the listeners out there, if you're questioning, you know, what to do, um, you have to, this is how I think about it in my mind. I don't know. I don't know if it's right or not, but you're either an income real estate owner and you're on that for income, or you're a investor who is looking to make profit or total return, right? Is that, are your investors or your clients, do they approach it that way? Or, you know, I, I kind of like to put things in a box. It's like, you're either a flipper or you're, you know, buying stuff to produce income for you in retirement. That's a great question. I think that would be two great categories to classify real estate investors or owners in is, you know, some people are looking for, like you say, income, that good steady income stream that they, they can depend upon and live on a monthly basis. Other people have excess cash, excess capacity where they, they don't need the capital they have to live on. So they may be buying raw land and basically sitting on it until the market comes to them or they, until they have a developer comes along that wants to buy them out, or they may develop it themselves and then, and then sell it. So there's, there's, but there, those are two great categories that, that, that you just defined. And I think most people do fall into one of those. Some folks fall into both, you know, they, they do a little bit of both, but for the most part, people are typically, you know, in one or the other. Randy, talk to us a little bit about capital gains, because I think that has to be part of the discussion we, uh, we don't have a crystal ball, but we have to do our best to try to look forward and do some forecasting. What are your thoughts and what are you hearing on the capital gains tax rates and how does that affect folks um, and how may it affect them in the future? That's a good question. And as you mentioned, we have no crystal ball, but uh, we can look back at history and not that history is an indicator where we're going to go in the future, but it, it could be a good, uh, give us some good lessons and some good indication. And so, you know, capital gains have been around since around 1940, the capital gains tax. And we're at a point in time right now where this, this is the second lowest rate it's been in history. And so as I've, as I've talked to clients that are selling real estate, you know, some of you may have heard the option to do a 1031 exchange or a tax-free exchange into another piece of like-kind real estate. I've had some of my clients ask me about, you know, should they do a 1031? And the question is, as we always say, it depends. We have to take a look at your particular situation and see if that's the right, I'll say, strategy for you. Um, but, you know, we've been with capital gains being so low, I'm, I'm not implying we're not recommending doing a tax free exchange or a 1031 exchange, but we are looking strongly as we talk to clients about, hey, should you just go ahead and pay the tax now since it's at a really low rate historically, pay the tax now, start out with a fresh, clean basis for the property that you're going to be buying. And then that way you don't have this this kicking the can down the road problem of, okay, I was supposed to pay, you know, 50, a hundred, 200, $300,000 in capital gains taxes. I'm just kicking the can down the road. And then potentially as you're kicking the can down the road, interest and capital gains rates could be much higher in the future. There are my, uh, this is just my opinion, but this opinion is shared by myself and a lot of other professionals out there that, you know, capital gains rates are going to go back up in the future. And, um, so if that does, the 
if you did a 1031 exchange or a tax-free exchange or a like kind of exchange or all the same thing, if you did that, now you've kicked the can down the road into a period of time where tax rates are going to be much higher and that just costs you more money in taxes. So again, as Eric said, we have no crystal ball, um, but we can look at look at the future. That's right. Look at the past. And that usually gives us a good idea where we could potentially be heading in the future. Yeah, I know. There's just been some headlines in the past and uh, President Biden uh, proposed in the American Families Plan. It's it's buried in there. Um, he has a proposal in there to increase long-term capital gains tax rates for households with income exceeding $1 million to 39.6, so 40%. Uh, we've got to make sure you get the 0.6 in there so it doesn't seem as bad. Uh, it's 40%, folks, you know, from the current 20% tax rate. So that's a massive increase uh, in capital gains. And um, I don't think that things change too drastically for folks making under a million, but that's still probably up for, uh, you know, ne- negotiation. So, um, you know, I think that um, there's definitely going to be a need to increase taxes across the board. We talk about it on the show all the time in the future. Yeah, typically, um, here again, you have politicians that that make these rules. So what makes sense isn't always what happens. But, you know, quite often if they get like if they start out with, like as Eric mentioned, you know, for households with income over a million dollars, you know, once they've got that in place, the ability to to lower the levels down to um, households with lower income incomes, triggering that higher threshold could happen as well. So, you know, we've said on the show uh, time and time again, tax rates are on. So whether they be ordinary income tax rates, capital gains tax rates, I think we all are are tired of hearing about how much money we owe as a country or how, how high our, our national debt is and continuing to rise all the time. So um, if you just take a step back and, and apply you know, look, look at our own finances. If we continually borrow more money than we're taking in as individuals, eventually <laughs> people are going to stop lending to us and we're not going to be able to pay our bills. And and so we seem to be on the same path as a country. So we've, we, we've got to, one, reduce spending, two, um, probably have to raise taxes as well. And I know nobody wants to hear that, but that's probably the unfortunate um, end result is that taxes are going to, going to be going up. So um, if you're thinking about, about selling some real estate, we're, we're getting back to the real estate type, think about selling some real estate, especially here in, in, the, in the greater Tampa Bay area. As Eric mentioned, you've seen some significant, you know, perhaps multiple times in terms of the increase in your in the current value based on what you bought it at. Now may be a great time to sell, especially if you have several pieces of real estate, diversify. We can talk to you about some other products that we have that definitely offer a great income stream, um, protect your um, principal, and uh, can give you that safety that you've enjoyed in real estate as well. Uh, the way I look at it, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like, okay, if you bought something for a hundred grand and now you could sell it for four hundred, that's three hundred thousand in profit. You pay your capital gains tax of fifteen twenty percent. You know, so you know, you're going to bring home, you know, 250, 260 grand, whatever, after everything, you know, can you reinvest that money into something that is going to yield you the same net net or income on a monthly or annual basis? And so I know real estate can get complicated, you know, repairs, um, you know, tenants, bad tenants can cost you a lot of money, um, you know, in, increases in insurance. Insurance rates are going up, up, up in Florida. Real estate taxes are going going to be going way up as well. 
So you do have all those rising costs and yeah, you can move rents with that, but at some point you get rents to the point where, you know, it's difficult for, to keep it occupied as well. So I think, you know, that's the kind of the analysis that folks need to call in and sit down with us and, and we can go over it, you know, even do a Zoom meeting over the phone or whatever. And let's start kind of working through that cost analysis for you. All right. So if you want to reach out to Eric, Randy, and the whole team over there at TakePoint Wealth Management, you can give them a call, 352-616-0511. Again, the phone number is 352-616-0511, or you can simply go online to takepointwealth.com. That's takepointwealth.com. Schedule a quick 15-minute chat with Eric and get started on your plan today. When we come back, Eric will be speaking with Nancy Lopez, the LPGA famous Hall of Famer, 48 wins on the LPGA Tour. Eric will talk to her next. You're listening to Take Point on Retirement. To schedule your free no-obligation consultation, visit takepointonretirement.com. Welcome back to Take Point on Retirement. Schedule your free financial consultation now at takepointonretirement.com. Nancy, it's just fantastic that you were able to join us today on on Take Point on Retirement Radio. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for your time today. Sure, thank you. And so, you know, we're broadcasting out to Tampa Bay in the Nature Coast area, and we just you know, wanted to chat a little bit about you, a little bit with you about retirement. And, and obviously, um, you know, a lot of listeners out there are probably big fans of yours. And we just kind of like to chat with you and, and see how things are going in your life and what you've been up to. And, and uh, kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, what's retirement look like to Nancy Lopez? I, I don't see retirement yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're still working a lot, right? I do. I still um stay very involved with the LPG tour. And uh, I have my golf club company, my clothing company. And then I have a company called Nancy Lopez golf adventures. And we just um, got back from Spain about two weeks ago, we took 46 people and uh, I have two other ladies from the LPG teaching division, Teresa Zamboni and Sue powers that work for me. And we uh, take people um, well overseas, but also here in the States. And we, uh, take them places. We play golf with them. We entertain them and we teach. Um, oh, wow. So it's kind of my way of trying to give back to golf because I love the game still. And so if we can get other people to love it and, and get better, we want them to get better. Um, and we teach a lot of my dad's philosophies and our mantra is uh, play happy, which was something that my dad always taught me. So um I'm busy with that, but I I just was at the founders and I did some stuff there for the LPGA. Um, so I'm I haven't really retired. I retired from swinging a golf club on the LPGA tour, but not retired from anything else. Yeah, I mean the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, when I think about your career, and um, I've had I've had the uh, um, I've had the blessing or the opportunity to speak with some other older legends in the game. And, and it's, it's, it always, I kind of always, I'm a money guy, right? So I'm going to financial advisor and work with clients and retirees. And I think about the money and I'm sure um, retirement for you 
in a lot of the legends versus, you know, like a Tiger Woods or some of these big stars that are making the money that they're making today is very different. I mean, you probably had to win 45 tournaments to win the same amount of money that he won and won or whatever. I don't know what the money was back then, but yeah. I mean, so one thing probably uh, great for the game as much as it's grown and the money that's come into it, but I'm sure that that was a challenge for you just to pay your expenses and get around on tour. I mean, um, so, you know, uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, the difference in earnings and things. I mean, it obviously like, I mean, you won 45, I'm sorry, how many times on tour? Uh, 48 times on the LP. 48 times on tour. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think if the guys that have won 48 times on tour today are like billionaires, right? So um, <laughs> yeah. not exactly fair, but that's why I'm assuming that you're still really out there getting it, getting it done. So. Yeah. Well, I had, um, I had a lot of good advice when um, I was younger, which was, was 19 when I came out on the tour. Uh, I had financial advisors that pretty much said, let's just go ahead and start putting uh, your money into retirement. And I'm like, retirement, I'm only <laughs> 19. Right. And, uh, her name was Barbara Currence, as a matter of fact, and uh, she's not with us anymore, but I put as much as I could into my retirement from the very beginning. And a lot wow, of athletes awesome. don't do that because you don't think about it. Yeah. And retirement for the LPJ is nothing. Uh, so right. that's not where my retirement's coming from. It's coming from what I did as a young person and did all my career every year. I put in as much as I could into my retirement. So I'm doing good. I'm, I'm more of, you know, I want my money to last because I hope to, to live to be 95 and yep. so I want to have enough money to to be able to take care of myself and not have to have my kids take care of me or my husband. Um, so that has been my goal. And I think I've reached that goal, but I still enjoy doing what I do. Um, sure. And it's always fun to make money and have a little bit of extra where you can do stuff with your kids and take them on trips and things like that. So trying to trying to always do that. And, and I'm still healthy. And so it's fun to still work and do what I do. Yeah, we see that with even a lot of our retirees that we work with now. I mean, retirement's a lot different than it was for our grandparents. You know, they would work, you know, 30, 40 years for one company and retire at 55 and get a nice pension. And uh, but nowadays we're seeing a lot of our folks and our retirees are still actively working in a semi retirement mode or, you know, picking up a part time job to make ends meet. And and but you made a great point. Um, starting early and saving early and getting that compounding effect is so huge for our young listeners out there. That's great advice. I mean, and, and you never, it can never, it's never too late to start either. I tell people, I have people call me all the time. Uh, I'm 55. Is it too late for me? And, and like, no, it's not, you know, it's, it's better late than never. Right. So um, great advice there. And, and uh, so, um, you know, uh, what is there anything that is there anything that you do or anything that you could uh, tell our listeners, you know, um, you know, I always look at it like golf requires so much preparation and even um, calm level emotions. Um, something you may not know, but I'm, it's kind of cool. My son was actually a golfer as well. He, he played college golf and was an all American. And then he also went and played a little bit of pro golf, but he, he got tired of the travel and it was, you know, a grind being out there every day. And then the emotional upswings, um, you know, and, and our investors are feeling that right now with the markets. And I, I mean, 
I know I'm not putting this on your shoulders like you're a marketing a market guru or investing guru, and you may or may not be. I don't know. But what would you say to people about emotions and kind of let the emotions get in the best of them? And, 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 and did that play a big part in your career and your success on the golf course? Well, you know, definitely when you're playing golf, your emotions, you have to have them in, under control so you can be successful because you can't let a bad shot make you crazy. I mean, you've got to still be consistent. And and I think when you work really hard in your golf game that, you know, you build that confidence level up to where, yeah, you're going to miss some shots because golf is definitely not a perfect game. You're not going to hit perfect shots all the time. You know, I always had I always had that calmness because my dad always taught me to, you know, to accept what was happening. And if I if I lost it, I wasn't going to play better. And that was a big thing. And I think people that invest money now, I've learned a lot from my investment people. And, you know, when when the stock market, it looks like it's going to be crazy. They're like, hang on, just stay there. Don't be doing anything silly. And of course, I'm watching my money I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, and they're always like, no, just, you know, your don't. ball just went in the bunker on the 18th green. And you're like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can't panic because, I mean, no. especially most people are, I would think, young investors, I hope um, that, you know, that they don't need to touch that money anyway. And so they just need to keep it in there and let it grow back to wherever it might have started from. Um, and just be patient and don't don't mess with it. Just keep it there. And and I've always I think why I still um, why I still work, Eric, is because um, I want to be able to always put money up every year. It's a yearly mm-hmm. thing, you know, invest my money after I've and then if I want to, I but I'm a big budgeter. You know, if I sure mm-hmm. I might have money, but if I can't pay cash for it. I'm not going to get it. I don't care how much money you have. You need to always do that. And then at the end of the year, you want to be able to put some money and save it and invest it. Um, so I do budget. And if I don't have that money to, to do what I want to, I never go into my savings. I don't go there and take money out to buy something that I can still work and pay for it and then invest money at the end of the year. So I try and do that. And I think I've done pretty good at doing that. Oh, man. Thanks for sharing that with us. I grew up in the game of golf. My dad was a big golfer. My son was a golfer. And, um, you know, what I'm hearing you say and what I keep hearing is discipline, discipline, discipline. And that's probably why you're an LPGA legend, because you had discipline. I don't think there's too many successful players on tour in the game of golf or even in life if you're, you know, don't have some discipline. And that's one of the biggest things that I run into as an advisor. I sit down with folks and Believe it or not, 95% of all people that I sit down with, they could be multimillionaires or just starting out. They don't have a budget. They've never even made a budget. And in fact, and so it's got to start there with that discipline. And that's just just such awesome advice and um, for our listeners. And, um, you know, but enough about money. You know, I, I appreciate your time today being on the show with us. It's so fantastic. I had the opportunity to uh, see you up in Black Diamond, and uh, I watched you play, and your swing is still sweet. I mean, it's amazing. I I was sitting there watching these guys. You know, uh, Fred Couples was out there. You were out there, all these legends, these amazing golfers, and their swings were just so smooth. And I'm 51, and I'm thinking to myself, I get out there, and my swing hurts. I'm rickety. I'm like, oh, I can't get through to the left side. It's like, you know, all these problems. Like, it's amazing that you guys still are at it, and 
and um and and staying smooth and your swing is so smooth and and you're smooth too thank you so much for being here today i really appreciate you being on the show and um you know uh we'll wrap it up there and if there's anything else you'd like to share with our listeners we're happy to hear it but um thank you so much for just joining us here i really do appreciate it yeah thanks eric i i enjoyed it too it's kind of nice to um you know grow up and learn how to um you know financially be more settled i have three daughters that they all have a different um mindset on money and i've always told them they need to budget <laughs> and yeah. they get it now they're getting older <laughs> um, they're like oh okay i get it now mom and i'm like yeah, yeah. you need to you know mom's not going to be there to help you out you need to do what you need to do and and then you know if you work hard i might help you out once in a while but they need to 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 do their best and i i know um, you know, there's a lot of people not working right now, and I just don't yeah. understand that why they don't want to better their lives. Yeah. Work is good. And, you know, and someone telling you you're doing a great job is a, is a great motivator. And I think that's so important for people to have that self-discipline and, and the accolades from someone telling them they're doing a great job, because I, I've always yeah. told my daughters, you'll go far in life if you have good work ethic, and they do. Uh, all three of them do great at what they're at, at, at anything that they do, and they set their goals high. And it's always a, I think setting goals is a great thing to do, Eric. When you're out there, set them high. Don't don't just accept mediocre. I think it's so important that that to be successful in that way. Yeah, great advice, and I couldn't agree more. If you don't if you don't have goals, uh, you're never going to get there, right? What what mm -hmm. if you don't set goals and you don't measure them, then you'll never get there. And right. so that's just great advice. And, um, you know, I, I remember one more thing, because what you said sparked an old thought. Um, my grandfather, you know, has been gone forever. But I remember, you just remember key things that they say. And my grandfather sat me down one time and he's like, he's like, son, I don't care if you're a truck driver or um, an electrician, a doctor, an attorney. You know, whatever it is, you can do whatever you want. He said, but it's and it's just remember this one simple thing I'm going to tell you, and he and he and I still think about it every day, and I still talked about it in meetings all the time with clients. It's not what you make, it's what you spend, right? And so I think, unfortunately, in today's environment, and you know, people are always wanting to kind of run ahead, keep up with the Joneses and they want, they want what they want now. Uh, and they don't, they're financing it or whatever they're doing, but they're spending, spending more than they should. And, and, yeah. and um, you gotta, you've got to, you gotta, it's a simple math equation. And I wish, I, you know, this is actually, um, you know, going down the wormhole, but it's just, even in government, it's like, you can only take in so much, you know, and then spend and spend this much. So if you're taking in, uh, more than you're spending, great. But if you're spending more than you're taking in, you got a problem. So um, yeah. great, great advice. Great Absolutely. Advice. If you can't pay your credit card, you're spending too much. If you can't pay it off when it gets to you, you're spending too much money. Awesome advice. You know, it's been great having you. Hopefully, maybe we can do this again sometime. I know you're a super busy lady and I wish you all the best. All right. So that was Nancy Lopez on Take Point on Retirement. Such a pleasure to have her on the show. Eric, my big my big takeaway from 
what we got to hear from Nancy is, you know, don't look at retirement as a finish line. You know, Nancy is in her retirement years, but she even said she doesn't feel like she's she's reached retirement yet. You know, you can really look at retirement as the next starting line in your life. You know, you have more time to pursue your interests, spend time doing what you love. But the important thing is, you know, having a plan to make sure that you can take advantage of of those last golden years of your life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, everybody's retirement's going to be different, but you know, and that's one of the things that take point is before we even talk about financials and numbers and all that stuff, you know, we actually sit down with our clients and the folks that we speak to across Tampa Bay and and ask them, you know, okay, hey, what does retirement look like to you guys? What's the plan? What are you doing in retirement? Envision it. What's it look like? You know, and that's kind of the emotional side of it, which is, I think, is the most important side, really. And the cool thing about, you know, what we learned from Nancy is even though she probably doesn't need to work, she still finds a lot of passion and still loves to do it and loves to be out there in the game of golf. And and I think that's so important is to even though we're thinking about retirement and we're or if you're out there listening and you're in retirement, continue to find your passion you know, do something, keep, keep busy, keep active, volunteer, or or go back to work part-time or whatever it is, you know, um, this today's retirement's going to be a lot different than the retirement that our grandparents enjoyed. You know, the days of you worked for one company for 30 years and you were retired at the, you know, at the age of 55 with a, with a nice big pension in the watch, you know, um, it's not like that anymore. So you may find yourself where it makes sense to uh, diversify with some part-time work or, or you know, maybe some real estate or what we talked about earlier. But, you know, I loved Nancy, you know, when we talked about you have to have a plan, you, know, you have to have a budget. Because like we talked about, you know, my grandfather, once sat me down and said, Hey son, it's not about what you make. It's about what you spend. And that thing always stuck with me. And I always knew like, even when I was spending a little bit more than I should have, my grandfather was, was, it was echoing in the back of my skull, you know? So uh, he, I always knew he was still speaking to me when I was getting out of a, getting out of a line a little bit. And so, you know, that's the first thing is, you know, what are you doing in retirement? How's it look to you? What are you guys doing? Are you, are you traveling? Are you gardening? Are you playing golf? Are you fishing? Are you, you know, are you hanging out with the grandkids? You know, what are you guys doing? And sometimes we, we even find that folks aren't even on the same page. So it's good just to go through that exercise, you know, and, uh, and, 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 and then let's put a plan together to get you to and through that successful, stress-free, potentially even tax sensitive or tax free retirement. And, um, you know, that to us is what we do every day and what we're passionate about and why I probably never will retire and will always work a semi retirement because I find passion in what we do here and I love doing, I love helping people. So why sit at home in a rocking chair? You know, you can only play so much golf and fish so much and, you know, so continue to find your passion and, and, and start writing out that bucket list, you know, and, and give us a call. Absolutely. And, you know, I like what you said, Eric, the retirement of today is, is not the retirement of past generations. You know, it's a different retirement lifestyle, but 
the folks that are retiring today, whether they're currently retired or getting ready for it, you know, they're facing different headwinds. You know, we're living in a, an ever more expensive world. You know, we, we talk about inflation almost every week on Take Point on Retirement. But, you know, one thing that's kind of at the top of the inflation headlines right now is gas prices and how that could affect shipping costs and, and really the cost of everything. We need some relief there. I think we'll get it. I think at some point in time, we're in the summer months, which is high demand. Uh, I do think that uh, there's a lot of signs that inflation has peaked here. And, you know, that's that's good news for us, even though I think we'll have high prices for a while. Uh, but I do think it's peaked here, which is a good sign. One of the things that we plan for are periods of inflation, periods of deflation, high interest rates, low interest rates, good markets, bad markets. So when we build out a plan for you, we test that plan ahead of time. We throw a thousand scenarios at it. We call it a stress test. The clients here at Take Point, even though we're in one of the worst markets, you know, top to bottom declines we've seen in a very long time, are weathering the storm just nicely and the phones aren't ringing. And so because we plan for this ahead of time, so we've got a plan for it. The economy is changing. The markets are changing. Interest rates are changing. Everything's changing. So, you know, the market that we had over the last 10 years is not going to be the same market that we have over the next 10 years. So if what what you, what was working for you um, in the past is not going to work for you going forward. I'm pretty confident in that. And we've got to manage risk and we've got to create income. You can't run out of money in retirement. So, you know, and so there's we have solutions for that. Even through these periods of high volatility, we do have solutions and we have a game plan for you here at Take Point Wealth Management. So give us a call, reach out to us, and let's get the let's get it started. Get in touch with the folks over there at Take Point Wealth Management. Call them 352-616-0511. That's 352-616-0511. Or find them online at takepointwealth.com. You know, in segment one, we were talking with Randy about, you know, managing your your tax liability with regards to real estate, but managing your tax your tax risk with regards to your 401k and your IRA is an important consideration as well. You know, it's not enough to be just a good earner or just a good saver anymore. You really do need to have an income plan, like you're saying, Eric, because retirement's a lot more than building up that one big nest egg. You know, if you have half a million dollars in your 401k, you haven't paid taxes on that yet. So your one big nest egg isn't as big as you think. So I'm, I'm interested. We've got about six minutes left in this show. If you can just give folks a, a brief overview of what Roth conversion is and how that can help them reduce their tax risk and, and really the total number of taxes they'd be paying during retirement. Yeah, great. Uh, you know, one of the things that we do and part of the planning is our smart plan is going to focus on lower fees. How do we lower your fees and expenses? Because that's important. Uh, how do we lower your taxes? That's really important. And how do we lower your risk? Those three things are the key things we focus on. And we have tried and true strategies to get you there. We're partnered with Suncoast CPA Group. So we have a team of tax consultants and CPAs here as well that help us build our plans and make them tax sensitive. And yeah, you know what, if we can do it, we're going to do our darndest to get you to a tax-free retirement. And so there's all kinds of tools that we can use. The Roth conversion, the Roth IRA, the Roth 401k. We can also, you know, use life insurance to create an amazing 
tax-free life insurance retirement plan. So there are a lot of solutions. Uh, we just have to uh, take the first step, and that's to give us a call and and get together with us so we can start gathering that, that, that data and information and help you, the listener, make sure that your plan is solid and can weather all those storms and be fee-sensitive, tax-sensitive, and risk-sensitive. And you can find them online at takepointwealth.com. You can also check out the show if you missed part of Take Point on Retirement today. The show is available wherever podcasts can be found. You can listen through all the past episodes and learn more about what we talk about here at Take Point on Retirement. So if you visit takepointwealth.com, you'll find a set an appointment button in the upper right-hand corner. If you click that, you can schedule a call with Eric. And Eric, at that point, what can people expect? Once they get in touch with you, they're interested in building a plan, or maybe they have a plan in place already. Maybe they have an investment vehicle already, such as an annuity, or they've got an IRA, but they're, they're confused about the fees that they're paying in there. What can you do for the folks after they give you a call? Yeah, so it's just a real laid back chat the first time just to kind of get to know you and kind of figure out what your questions are, your concerns. And and then if you'd like us at that point, we'll take a look at what you're doing. You know, what is your plan? Maybe you already have a plan in place and you just like someone to take a look at it and kind of stress test it and kind of give you a second opinion. The best and the brightest in the world, you know, pension fund managers, you know, big pension funds. Uh, retirement planners and asset managers, they have third-party consultants that come in and evaluate and kind of give them a second opinion and and, sh- and, and, and and look for other opinions to see if they're on track with what they're doing. So why wouldn't you do that? You know, it's completely free. I tell people all the time, all it's going to cost is your time. We, we do this all for free as a gift to you. It's going to, co- it's going to um, cost your time and that's it. And we'll just gather that data information that we need. And you know what? You may or may not have a plan. Maybe you don't have a plan. Maybe you're at work and you're getting ready to retire and you get that 401k you need to roll over and you're not sure what to do. Or you've already left work and you've left several jobs. You got these orphaned 401ks all around and you just don't really know what's going on inside of them. Let's let's take a look at all that and simplify things for you. It's a three-step process. And, um, and then we'll build a plan for you and optimize it. And we'll put forward what we think is the very best tax-sensitive plan, fee-efficient plan, and risk-adverse plan. You know, it's all about managing risk now going forward. And so once we do that, we'll present it to you. And if it makes sense, we'll implement. And if it doesn't, you don't have to make big changes. You might not have to make any changes at all. Maybe a small little change. Heck, you might be right on track. So it does not hurt to get a second opinion, get a third opinion. Eric, I wanted to uh, comment on something you just said that I think is so important. And you mentioned that the, you know, the markets going forward aren't going to be the same way they've been the last 10 years. And that definitely applies to the real estate market as well. We were talking earlier in the show, real estate prices have risen significantly, sometimes multiple times over the last five or 10 years. So I think people definitely need to be thinking about that when it comes to real estate as well. And then you mentioned we need to be constantly rebalancing. And that's one of the reasons I think people should begin to think about exiting some of their real estate positions because the need to be nimble is going to become more and more important, especially as we age and especially as we experience potentially more and more volatility going forward. You know, real estate is not very liquid, especially if you have commercial real estate or raw land. If you have a residential home right now, it's pretty liquid. If you want to sell that home, you can sell it pretty easy. If you have commercial real estate or if you have raw land, it takes sometimes 
you know, three, six months or a year or more for you to get a buyer um, you know, to the closing table. So at that point, that asset class is not nimble and, and not, and I should say nimble, that asset class is not liquid or easy to exit out of, especially if you need to. So here again, I think to Eric's point, you know, the last 10 years have, are, are different to what they're going to be from the next 10 years. And the need to be diversified, the need to be nimble is going to become more and more important going forward. That's how it works here. It's just real laid back, just a simple phone call, chit chat. You can even, like you said, plug in on our calendar and, and set up a time. Uh, call us right after the show, if you like. I'm happy to pick up the phone and answer and chat with you today. Um, so, Saturday and Sunday, I might be hanging out by the pool, but I'm willing to chat with you. So give me a shout. Give them a call. 352-616-0511. That's 352-616-0511. Or go online, book an appointment, and learn more at TakePointWealth.com. That's TakePointWealth.com. Well, folks, have a good Memorial Day weekend. Eric, Randy, I hope you both have a fantastic holiday weekend with your families. Thanks for listening to Take Point on Retirement. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit TakePointOnRetirement.com or pick up the phone and call 352-616-0511. That's 352-616-0511. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and TakePoint Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk, and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed, past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosures of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA.